Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to another fun-packed, fun-filled episode, speedy episode of Conversations About Dot, Dot, Dot. And um, no, speedy, not in reference to the uh, sidekick to Green Arrow, although I thought that was a very funny uh, little side note on the Young Justice cartoon where everybody was like, oh, speedy, well, that's a Flash's sidekick. It's like, no, he's, he's got he's kid Flash, I think. <laughs> I've got my good buddy Jason Soria. Jason and I have known each other since like 2004. And uh, I honestly feel like God really brought us together. We've been friends for a long time. Uh, hadn't always been perfect. We don't always agree. But you know mm-hmm. what? We love each other. We're brothers. And um, so he is a special individual. You know, I tell people a lot of times, like a lot of people talk about, oh, I have all these friends and all this stuff. And I'm like, I'll be honest, I don't have a whole lot of friends. And it's not that I'm not open to that, but friendship is something that real friendship is something that you earn. It's not, you know, telling me you have a thousand friends on Facebook really does no, does you no good. I'm like, how many of them can you call in the middle of the night when you're going through something? I know I got one dude that I can call if I'm going through hell and that's my buddy Jason. So first of all, Jason, say hello to the people. Hello. How's it going? All right, good deal. And so Jason and I have known each other. We've gone through hero clicks battles uh, together. We've gone through just shop quorums with different shops at different times. Uh, there have been times we almost got into fights with people, not trying to. We didn't go in for war, but we were gonna we were gonna have each other's backs if it went down. Uh, <laughs> and uh, all sorts of stuff. He's gone through a lot of personal stuff that I've been there for. I've gone through a lot of personal stuff he's been there for. And really, today we're just going to rap about Flash because I know I don't know many people on the planet that know as much about the Flash as this man does. Um, so I'm going to argue that I could care less. I don't know. So, <laughs> but I know this man knows a lot about it. So we're going to talk Flash. He's going to educate me on the finer points of Flash. We'll probably talk a lot about comics, a lot about the show, a lot about whatever. We're just going to have some fun just talking. It's just going to be two friends talking. So yeah. here we go. So, Jay, uh, first of all, man, walk me through it. I, I, and uh, I grew up knowing who Barry was. It wasn't until years later. Because Barry, I think, was like the Flash. It was in like Super Friends and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the references to, to Flash was Barry Allen. I didn't realize for the longest time growing up that there were other flashes before and after. And I didn't know either until I started reading the Impulse run and saw Max Mercury, who was absolutely before that. I mean, he was like in the 1800s and I guess uh, got a hold of the Speed Force and kind of, you know, fast forward through time. And he's uh, he is uh, mentoring Impulse in this series. And was kind of interested to know that. And then I uh, found out about Jay Garrett through Jeff Johns, the way that he wrote him and brought him in. And I, and, and honestly, Jay's my favorite. Like you can, you can discount Barry. You can, you know, Wally's really good too with the way Jeff writes him. It's always, it's always funny to me how writers put their own personal touches on characters Okay. And uh, and I think really also reading Identity Crisis was a really good story. Identity and, Crisis was the one where you had the murder mystery. Mm-hmm. And you didn't know who it was, but that was wrote, written by Brad Meltzer. 
but Jeff Johns really understood, I think, the flash. It's not that I can't discredit Mark Wade, but uh, Jeff Johns really kind of catapulted him. And, and that wasn't, and like the reverse flash, I didn't know that there was a reverse flash that Barry killed. I mean, the, yeah, that Barry killed. I didn't know that. And I just knew of Hunter Zolomon, you know, Zoom. So I started learning about them, which really reminds me of a uh, Robert uh, Jeff saying, I'm going to play Astro Plane. And then, uh, uh, what, you know, Robert had his uh, hero click Zoom, you know, Zoom and, uh, you know, Astro Plane, for those who don't know, and again, no. hero clicks, <laughs> there was a thing called feet cards. <laughs> so when they had these feet cards, basically you could play a feet card, you pay the cost to play it, and it would affect the field. Well, basically, Astroplane says that there is no blocking terrain and characters don't move through hindering terrain at a negative advance. So basically, you had a speedster who had hypersonic speed who could literally run through everything. <laughs> he still got the benefits of stealth if he was in a bush, but if he wanted to move through that bush, he didn't have to stop or slow down or anything or cut his movement in half. He just would literally run around everywhere. And then, like, he could just run through a wall and be behind a wall. So you couldn't just shoot him back. You had to, have to blow the wall up. Mm. And so uh, one of our people that played with us played that thinking this was some great move. And I'm going, dude, read the field. Like, I wasn't even playing. I was judging that one. And I was sitting there going, dude, you got to read. The, you, you cannot play that. There's no, they're going to hate you. Mm. He's like, oh, well, I'm not playing. No, you're not looking at the table, buddy. Like, <laughs> One guy had that yeah. zoom. Yeah, he always he always, you know the crafty thing is it's fine, you know, but that that was that was you know uncalled for. You know, back to the reverse flash and zoom and 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 then the professor zoom. Um, what I loved about how Jeff wrote zoom, you know, Hunter Zolomon was the idea of he was trying to make Flash better, a better hero, a uh, better this aspect on how the the older professor zoom was just trying to sabotage everything okay and um when jeff wrote zoom it was i'm trying to make him better and at all costs the zoom had his at all costs he was trying to make very better whether he was taking things away from him or disrupting the you know the timeline or you know whatever i mean and uh flashpoint which we'll probably touch on that later flashpoint is a very good story about how zoom interrupts the timeline and takes barry out of it and barry's like and all these people are like who are you and so it's that different alternate reality and um and i've heard that that's being hinted to, for the movie that's why michael keaton's going to be batman um so it's it's the idea of flashpoint is the idea the world without flash yeah and uh, honestly and and you know people could correct me if i'm wrong but i believe jeff johns was the only one that could pull that story off yeah now so. of course i've watched some of the flash tv show via the cw so of course they used the E.F. Bob Thorne mm -hmm. uh, version of uh, "Relieve the Reverse Flash." Is that mm -hmm. correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and he really took on a few forms which I didn't really agree with. The show 
you know, Jeff Johns worked closely with the show, mm-hmm. but um, some of the things that the way it was directed to you, I really liked the first and second and third season, but really after that, I it just, I couldn't grip on it because I'm like, you're introducing all these characters that I'm kind of like by the comics. I know the comics. Yeah. You know, there was Jay, there was Jay in the forties. There was, and then Barry in the fifties. And then after Barry disappeared in the eighties and they did the, you know, the, 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 the infinite crisis. crisis. Yeah. The crisis thing on infinite earth and he disappeared. And then Wally took up the mantle um, and Wally actually struggled with the, the mental, you know, and uh, that's where we get the cat catchphrase, dang it, Wally, but it, you know, it's the other word. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and Wally struggled with that mantle, you know, we, uh, the idea is that, you know, it, people do put their own spin on it, but I believe that Jeff Johns has been the favorite one to put his spin on spin on the flash and really make his mark i know he's written other things but man it just seems like when he comes up with that creative direct direction for the flash it's just it's really good and i've got to pick it up and yeah. uh to the point to where you know it's it's just a really good story you know and i know i'm bouncing around a lot but it's like when you got jay because and that's the reason why i fell in love with jay like it's just because the way jeff johns wrote him like, it, you know, it's, it, it, he's trying to do what's right. He's from Earth 2, you know, but, you know, he's still in the same timeline with, with, uh, with Wally. And, you know, and he's trying to mentor Wally as well. And, uh, and so I just really honestly fell in love. He looks cool. Like, I don't care what people say. Like, he's got the helmet. And he's got the red boots and the, you know, the, bl- the blue and, the, and then the red shirt and, and uh and and you know that has been the case all the way through yeah you know uh his his suit has never changed yeah like wasn't it designed off i believe it's hermes yeah the messenger messenger god who would run really quickly to deliver the messages to the other gods yeah and and the reason why i know that's never changed is because i have a 1943 uh, all flash number 13 that has him on the front cover uh-huh. dressed in his same attire you know and that's a pretty old comic and i know everybody else has you know some of those but that's very special to me because it's it's very old it's from world war ii it's almost 80 years old wow. you know and uh so i've been able to get a hold of that and just i don't know why it's like people are like why the flash just love love him and the, the difficulties and the and the the uh how do I say it the 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 obstacles he had to cut overcome and there's sometimes that like he would sit there and run and he'd run and then he'd be like okay where am I like I don't even know what the new story is now but supposedly he's been running back in time or in forth you you know more better you know more about that I actually don't. I haven't really followed Flash in a while myself. I mean, sure, I could go probably grab the trades and yeah. figure out what's going on. But to be honest, it's a, I love aspects of the Flash. I can't say that I've ever been like, a, I'm going to go pick up the book monthly. There are so many other books I've picked up besides that one. Uh, well, but I know that the Flash is a big part of pop culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's one and of those iconic both, characters. Mm-hmm. 
and most people know about the flash like when you say the flash superman batman you know yeah flash is not part of the dc trinity when but when i talk about the dc trinity you know what i'm talking about wonder woman, batman, batman superman, superman and wonder woman that's the trinity but flashing his own identity his own identity is part of like the dc universe yeah. like and really the, the only people know about the red suit one because i mean honestly who was reading books back in the 40s like there's there's a lot of them that were destroyed so if you can find it and then you're like well who's this earth well now he's from earth two you know uh aspect wasn't he the original flash and they're like no he's from earth two yeah you know because that's where that idea i think uh i think it's flash 121 or is it 123 i think 121 it might be 123 but I don't know. I mean, I've looked at it several, several times online and a good graded copy is like 14 grand. I'm like, okay, there's never, there's no way I'm going to be able to get that, <laughs> you know, but it's nice and pretty to look at, yeah. you know. Uh, what got you into the Flash? Let's go back to how you got into Flash in the first place. Honestly, and I'm going to, you know, and this is, it's Jeff. Jeff Johns, he got me into it. He really got me into it. Robert, who was one of my friends that I worked with at a store, said, you should really check out this series and read this series. And so I started just reading it and just loved the way he wrote wrote it. it. So then it inquired me to go back and read more, like the Impulse run, like, and then the, the whole flash together. I would even follow Impulse. Bart, Bart was one of my... Uh, was one of my favorite characters, especially when he came Kid Flash, but his name suited him, like Impulse, like he just could not sit still. And I was a lot like that when I was a kid. I just could not sit still (laughs) at all. You know, it was just like, you know, um, my mom mom said, no matter what time she tried to put me to bed, if she put me to bed at midnight, one o'clock, two o'clock, I was awake by six o'clock in the morning, ready to go. Wow. And so, um, and some aspects I'm that way now, but some aspects I need a little bit more sleep. You know, there's just days that I'll sleep in, but my, you know, and, and I could really relate to that character. And, and, uh, and Jay always seemed to find a solution. When, and that's why he's probably my favorite. It didn't matter. He found a solution. Jeff wrote him that he would find a solution. Like even when it was bad and it was worse, he would find a solution and, and really help Wally. And, and Wally was, when Wally was struggling, it was like, hey, kid, it's, it's going to get better. Yeah. And we got a solution, you know. And so uh, I think that's why he became my favorite and just the way he wrote him. But on a side note, when he was a hero click, he could run. 20 spaces across the board with you. <laughs> uh, anyway. Jason, Jason, here's the story about Jason. So we played Hero Clicks for years. Every time a flash came out, this man hunted him down <laughs> like a foxhound and was just like, I gotta get it. So Jason has a record about record against me that not many people that have played me that have been around me in living area around have ever done, which was, I don't think you, I don't think I ever beat you with Jay because I couldn't catch him. 
And I know, and I know for a fact I couldn't beat, I never beat you with the KC or the Kingdom Come Flash. Because yeah. Kingdom Come Flash just had other bags of tricks besides stupid speed. Yeah. You know, you know, one of the things is is like the flash has always been up there with me. Number two would probably be X-Men, but only because of my brother when he when he we him and I were little we collected the Jim Lee run and like I just lately completed that series nice. and we would collect those as kids and um I have a couple of his his comics you know when he passed away my mom gave them to me and uh so like those two things those two are probably numero uno on my list to to really just collect and also I was just on the hunt like I want an old flash like I want an old flash and you know, the flashes, like the key books are expensive. They're stupid expensive. And, um, and so that's just something that's always been dear to me, you know, with flash and the X-Men, those are kind of things that have always been dear to me. And the flash has just been, he's just really cool. I mean, like he's this, he's this simple guy. He runs fast. And that's what I thought at the beginning. Like, oh, man, he's a simple guy and he just runs fast. But like Jeff really explained, there's more to that. Like he could tap into the speed force. He can, he, uh, he can, run, he can run fast through time. He can, uh, the, the different flashes had different abilities. Uh, I might get them mixed up, but, you know, Wally could vibrate through walls. Or was that Barry? I'm trying to think, man. Barry think. could fabricate through walls, yeah. but I think didn't Jay teach him how to do it? But Jay never. Yeah. Jay taught him the theoretical ability to do it, yeah. never having done it. Then yeah. Barry did it. <laughs> mm -hmm. So yeah, and so like it wasn't just like there was more to that character. I just thought like, oh man, he just runs fast and he's got a cool outfit. And then Jeff's just like, no, he just doesn't run fast. You know, there's there's other things. He has challenges. He has he has this he has this life. Uh, you know, Wally has this life with Linda, and then they added two twins into the mix with his run and uh, and all those things. And it's just like it's life. And Jeff, I think, really wrote it to the fact was this is a normal person with the special abilities. He tries to do right. Sometimes does he screw up? absolutely and yeah. so uh i think jeff was one of those writers that really made it real to me you know and so he he messes up but you know he's really trying to do right his heart's in the right place but uh he's he he screws it up somehow some way and um you know just just those aspects and then i just started branching off like well who's gorilla garage who's mirror master who's Captain Cole. Uh, 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 oh, there's several Captain Boomerang. There's a couple of Captain Boomerangs. Okay, well, how how come this Captain Boomerang that Jeff wrote has got super speed and he can throw really well and really accurate? You know, and then you find out what it is. I mean, Jeff knows his stuff. He knows his DC and he knows his history. And he can really put that together well with the stories. And so when he wrote Flashpoint, you know, he's not only wrote, you know, Flash, but he's also wrote Justice League and Batman and all those other things. And so when he did Flashpoint and did, did the world without the Flash, uh, 
you don't really know how Barry, or yeah, you don't really know how Barry got there. You don't know in the beginning of Flashpoint. And then at the end, it's revealed. And he is so, he was so good about keeping it under wraps. And who, who was behind the whole mastermind? I, I, did you read it? I, I was going to say, didn't he go back because it had to do with his mom? Um, like yes, but uh, there was somebody behind the whole thing. Okay. That articulated the whole thing. And I could, I, you know, for those people that, you know me, I don't like ruining things. So oh, then we won't ruin it. Yeah, yeah, so you know, you know we, we don't want to if you've never read it because we know the movie's coming out sometime soon. Uh, I will say this whether it's DC, whether it's Marvel, whether it's whoever, uh, people tend to change things up a bit whenever they try to translate stuff from books to film. Mm -hmm. So before that movie drops, you know, do yourself a favor, pick up that run, pick up the trades. Uh, they did some interesting stuff with Superman, for example. Superman is one of my yeah. favorite characters. But they did some really interesting things with Superman as far as him kind of being hidden away by the government. No. Yeah, yeah, and that's another that's another key one I'll be after because that's hard to find. Like it's just like when you're looking on eBay for the whole complete set of Flashpoint, it's crazy. So if you can't afford that, pick up the trade. Yeah, like the trade, the trade will do you do you really well to do that. And Will does that for you viewers. Will does that because he is on a budget a lot of times, and he that's what he does to, if he wants to completely read the stories. So yeah. um, because and it's just easier. Yeah, because, it's easier. Yeah, it flows. If, it flows better. It flows. If I want better, to get better. the whole story. Yeah. Okay, unless I know for a fact, like. You know, and I talk about Miss Jen all the time. So, like, if I'm on Miss Jen's Facebook thing and she has a collection, a run of books that I really want to get, and I know for a fact they didn't trade those books, then mm -hmm. I'll try to snag them. But if I know they traded it, I'll get the trade in a heartbeat. I'll wait and get the trade a lot of time, unless it's truth, just truth, uh, red, white, and black, because that trade's uh, out of print and stupid expensive. Well, uh, you're in luck. The craze is over for uh, for for that, and so it's steadily dropping in price right now. So hopefully, so, I get my hands on it. Yeah, you're in luck. You're in luck because people are no longer like, "Oh, it's Winter Soldier," and you know, "Oh, Isaiah Bradley," you know, in this series. So now, now we're gonna jack up the price, and I'm just like, "Okay, it's over with." So now, what are you going to do? And yeah. so it's just steadily going down. So you're going to be able to get your hands on it. Now, Now this Flashpoint number one, uh, it's going to go up in price as the movie gets out and they leak out how they're going to approach it and how they're going to do it. It's going to go up. So I recommend for you guys that like to buy single issues and want to get your hands on it, uh, you need to yeah. do it now. Yeah. Do it now. Don't wait. Uh -huh. Yeah, I remember calling you, I watched Young Justice. Uh -huh. And of course, we talked about the fact that, uh, you know, during, I think it was the end of season two, there was some stuff that went down. And there was a moment in there where, you know, Barry was running, trying to create like a, like a wind tunnel to move up all the explosive device. So basically I could throw it up into space. Well, then uh -huh. Wally comes in and Wally is trying to run with him, 
and they kept talking about the fact that he's because and they made that choice and it was fair. Cause I called Jay, I was like, wait a minute, I thought Wally technically was faster than Barry, but like they did it in a way to where they they basically did the death of Wally West in the series, where it was just like, I can't keep up, I'm trying to because it, it became Wally, Barry, and Impulse running mm-hmm. together trying to do it, and then Wally died or they, they hinted at it in the third season that basically he may be a part of the Speed Force. He he may come back. And I mean, I know they're working on the next series of Justice. You know, you know why they did Crisis on Infinite Earth, right? Well, I know the crisis had to do with the fact that you had different Superman, you had different Batman, you had different origins for people. And so oh, they broke it up into two different... Things, two things happened. Okay. Your first theory is correct, where they had all these Earths, and and they had to uh, find a way to combine them together. Uh, number two, I don't know if, uh, I'm trying to remember the story behind Wally dying. Um, number number two, they were depowering Superman. Yeah. Superman was so powerful. Superman that literally had, had a planet together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That he was literally, he was literally just like rotating planets with him, and and they were like, uh, okay, so now he's now he's uh, vulnerable to kryptonite and magic. Bam, simple, great. Let's leave it at that. That's where we get the Shazam attack from uh, from Billy from Billy Bassett. <laughs> where he's like, yeah, he's like, <laughs> so I mean. That was so awesome. It was like Shazam, and then like covers his mouth. And they even did that in one of the episodes of Justice League Unlimited, where (laughs) they literally were fighting like Mm -hmm. Lex Luthor had done something and set up like a kryptonite powering center cell or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then like Superman's like, see, I told you you can't trust him. And Billy's like, look, you gotta calm down. And so they're fighting each other or whatever. And Superman eventually takes him out. But mm-hmm. then the harder part is when Billy walks away from the team, Billy's just like, look, I thought when I got asked to join you all that I was going to be able to fight for the things that matter to me. Mm-hmm. He said, now I'm realizing you're so bent out of shape over Lex Luthor becoming president that you're not even fighting for what you stand for anymore. Yeah. So if y'all aren't yeah. fighting for what and- you stand for, I can't be with this. And when he walked away, I was just like, dude. And and in Flashpoint, it's such a good story. You know, you're talking about Luther being president, Cyborg's president. Yeah. And he's having to deal with being a leader and being a superhero. And with Cyborg just knowing everything and being able to just hack every technology you can know to man, it's just really a, a good story. And um, um, Wonder Woman and uh, Arthur kind of an item I no they were an item sorry they, they were an item. item yeah they were an item now they're fighting each other but anyway um it's been a while since I read it but like I said I think my mom like got rid of most of my comic books but I was able to ha- hang on to to several so several of them but uh just trying to complete some flash runs that I want to complete at the moment you know so Jeff Johns I've actually actually found one where he signed it with like a, a flash signal or flash a emblem with the oh, circle cool. with the with the thunderbolt through it, and he signed it, and it was like a number one uh, of a flash series that he did. Oh. You know, I understand that they reboot you know stuff all the time, but 
uh, Jay is probably, and Wally are probably the top two, um, only because of the way Jeff Johns wrote them. Bart was really good as Kid Flash. You remember that, uh, you remember that issue where he just basically rolled the, read the whole New York library? Yeah, so, like he's just spinning around. Like, yeah. And they even joke about that in the Young Justice run in the comics, because there's a moment where something happens. Like, I think Connor is out, that Superboy at that time. Connor is out of commission. Robin is like, we need somebody that can figure out how to get into this building so we can get Connor back. And yeah, like, and literally, Death, didn't Deathstroke, didn't Deathstroke dismantle them all? He kind of did. And then Robin was trying to bring them back together. And mm -hmm. like, Robin goes looking for impulse in a library. And he's like, first of all, why am I in a library looking for impulse? Number two, what's impulse doing in a library? Mm -hmm. And impulse is literally moving around. Because like Robin just feels the glints of speed as he's moving. Mm -hmm. And he's like, okay, I've looked at every schematic plans in the city and tried to figure out how to get into the base. And Robin's just like, you're being way too serious. He says, I've got my friend. What yeah. else am I supposed to do? Yeah. And, and Robin's just like, but this is all the first times that Robin's kind of taken aback by Impulse's seriousness of wanting to fix the thing. Isn't that Jeff Johns's run on the on the on the on the Teen Titans as well? I think so. That? Yeah. Oh, you know, his idea, see, he he's like, let me introduce a little bit more of what they can do. They can't just I mean, the, the idea is they're just not running fast. They, they, uh, um, and Hunter's Allman, when, you know, he was crippled and then he got on the cosmic treadmill and busted out and became Professor Zoom. Um, so the, that idea, that's why I love Jeff so much is because that idea is like, you can't just run fast. Look, he's running and literally learning the whole library yeah. so that he can dismantle this thing. And, uh, that, that is, that is a cool aspect. And, you know, people can agree with me and, and they don't have to agree with me, but when he when he writes those, you, you really see him putting his touch on those. Yeah. You know, and uh and and that just makes you fall in love with with the flash even more. And I mean, Jeff, Jeff did well, you know, and I really don't know what's going on with the flash right now, honestly, with with DC. I just know that they're they're going they're uh he's going back in time i do have a cover of him on 709 where he's like dressed where wally's dressed up as as uh as jay and i don't know what that is huh. but um you know when you go back to when you go back to like some of the things that they tried to do after jeff it was just it just didn't fit it just didn't work and for and, you know for me so i kind of lost interest in that yeah. But I do love going back and learning the history. Like I had the first appearance at the top graded at a 5.5 5 from 1961. Yep. You, know, you know, you're obviously know that's one of his major villains. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I, I am a big Flash fan. I'm a big Flash fanatic. Um, just realizing that there's so many aspects and even they're like, well, there's just so many Flashes. Yes, but they have their different personalities. You know, you got Jay, you got, you got Max, who's, who's very patient and very, and, and, and wanting to, wanting to uh, mentor Impulse 
Then you got Jay, who's like, who's been around for a while and kind of learned the ropes and it was kind of helping Wally and Barry. And, you know, actually Barry's origins are from, I think all flash 15 from the forties. Mm-hmm. So like he's in that aspect and then he rolls over to being, to being the flash in the showcase in the fifties. So, uh, and people may, and I think people know that Barry, he didn't really have a personality back in the gold. Like, I think it's not the golden, or the, uh, the, the silver age. He really did not have a personality. And, um, and, you know, the personality was he didn't have one. And then all of a sudden he saved the world. Yeah. In crisis. I mean, so having to run back and, and run forward and then all of a sudden, and then, and then Jeff reintroduces him because he comes out of the speed force and we're just kind of like, what? I thought you died. And yeah. that's just the whole thing is like, they can, they can pull out anybody they please to resurrect you know how many times has superman been killed how many times has wonder woman died how many times has green lantern died you know uh so in that aspect is like you you you're uh they're never going to leave the flash dead and they'll never leave the trinity dead you know that's for I was sure. about to say uh you know, Blackest night showed us that pretty much almost everybody had died <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 because necron yeah, shows you know. up and Necron shows up and like Superman is like, we're here to stop you. And Necron's like, you don't get it. He's like, I control the living and the dead. Yeah. And Superman's like, but we're not dead. He says, you don't get it. You have yeah. died. If you've yeah. ever died, yeah. I have access to that. It's yeah. all of a sudden like they yeah. all just started like getting black ladder rings. I'm like, yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. Was it yeah. was it Barry or was it Wally? That was outrunning like the ring. Um, I think it was uh, I think it was Barry because Barry was in that blue. He was a blue. He was a yeah, blue. He became lantern. the blue one, right? He got yeah, deputized. Barry, you know, Barry became the blue lantern. I'm and like, so, dude, that is sinister. Like, you gotta imagine the level of horror. Like, Blackest Night was a horror movie. Let's just cut straight mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, Blackest Night was pretty much the worst horror movie that we've ever seen in DC <laughs> universe done yeah. well. Outside of what they did to this whole oh. zombies thing that they did, uh, and recently. yeah, and I really want to stress that if somebody hasn't seen the Snyder oh. cut of Justice League, um, you guys can really you know debate it with me. Some people said it's garbage. Some people say it's great. I think it's great because it it gives a backstory of you know Barry and 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 you can get a little piece oh. of. Uh, Barry and his life and what the CW flash series has definitely changed the things because uh, I just recently watched the justice society uh, world war two animated movie and Uh Iris is black in that one. So then in Snyder cut, Iris is in there and she's black in that one. Yeah. And so I'm like, so wow, that CW series really has them. As I'm making it, so I'm wondering if she's going to end up becoming black in the comics at some well, point. What, what was what was Linda and Jeff's run? Linda was was she Hispanic and for I Wally? Think so. Yeah, I mean, so that's what I'm. It's been a while since I read it, 
but um, you know, it's it's that diversity that they're trying to do. You know, uh, you know, back in the Silver Age and the Golden Age, it was all white, 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 white. You know, yeah. now it's now it's a multicultural thing, and and that's not a bad thing. But you know, um, we're kind of appeasing to a lot of people. That's why when they you know turned Wally Black, I was kind of like, yeah, let's let's let's, let's not do that. Keep Wally the way he is. Now, if you want to add supporting characters around him that way, fine, great, grand. I think they ended up making a change to where the black Wally was technically considered Wallace. You didn't just have two Wallies running around. And and please hear me out. It's not that I'm opposed to black superheroes, but, you know, when you start confusing the origins and the fuse, um, when you start jacking with people's origins, you have to be really careful. And we understand that from Hawkman. You have to be really careful how you how you jack with people's origins or how you mess with people's origins. Um, it's, it's okay to tweak it, but don't completely change it. Because when you completely change it, you lose your audience. Yeah. Because the people that have followed it are like, okay, they tweaked it a little bit, cool. Oh, they totally went off the deep end with their origin. Forget that. I'm 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 not I'm not reading this anymore. So when you think about, for example, like the new Black Adam movie. Mm-hmm. Uh the new Black Adam movie, you know, they've got uh they've got uh they've got an African American guy uh coming in and playing the role of Hawkman. Mm-hmm. So where I where there's an issue to me is okay. So let's say I've never read Hawkman. Mm-hmm. Let's say I've never had anything to do with Hawkman at all, and I see this movie. And I'm like, you know what? I have my local comic book shop. I'm gonna go check out Hawkman because I want to see what the story is. Mm-hmm. And then I go check out the story. And then I go to the comic book store and I go look at the Hawkman comics. So it's like, this doesn't look like the Hawkman that was in the movie. Hmm. You know, yeah. so there's a little bit of dissociative situation there. Hmm. And so I feel like sometimes that can be a little bit misguided when you're trying to connect your audience back to the source material. Hmm. Yeah, and I, and, I, and, I, and I agree with that. I agree with that. So you just have to be careful how you're messing with that. I mean, you want to introduce people, it's fine, but when you're totally changing the character and their dynamics, it's, it becomes a push over the line. And a lot of people, I don't know. So what do you think about them introducing a, did you tell me that already? I had I, I really, I think we may have talked about it before and I'm going to use another example. So Ta-Nehisi Coates, who, recently got done off a really long, really interesting run on Black Panther. He wrote, he's writing Captain America currently, mm-hmm. and he's in the process of working with DC to do a Black Clark Kent, specifically. Uh, and it's funny because Oprah Winfrey was interviewing Michael B. Jordan a few years ago and asking him about the rumor that you know they wanted him to play Superman. Mm-hmm. He was just like, and initially he was like, well, you know, that would be interesting, but I don't want to play a hand-me-down version of a character just to make the white character black. 
He said, besides that, we've already got two awesome versions of Superman that are black. He said, we got we got uh, uh, Calvin Ellis and we got Val Zod. And he said, on top of that, we also have Icon from Milestone. If you wanted to tell that kind of story, why not just use those models? Why do we have to have a black version of Clark Kent? We've already mm -hmm. seen Clark Kent stories. Mm -hmm. Let's tell stories so that that way when folks see them, they can go find the comics. He said, I'm a comic student. I love mm -hmm. comics. And he said, so if I were going to do something, I would either want to do that or do something totally original. Don't, don't. And Oprah kept telling him, you know, well, wouldn't it be cool to play the iconic version of Superman? He said, well, why not play something new? Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. But I think so many times, especially in the current environment, people don't trust that if you do a new thing, people will go out and watch it. So they want to take an older property and flip it so that, that way they can tell their stories through that idea mm. instead. Mm. You know, yeah, and that's what I'm that's what I want to encourage people. It's like, you know, we have to be careful when we're when we're messing with when we're messing with the uh the origins and everything like that. Like I honestly think The Rock is a good fit for Black Adam. That's oh yeah, definitely. Perfect fit perfect fit now would i want him playing superman absolutely not yeah um but black adam's very good and i'm so interested to see how he's gonna play a villain i uh, don't know if this is first time to play a villain but um oh, i mean no scorpion king okay but still <laughs> but still i mean like i never really paid attention to scorpion king but still i mean this is going to be a probably darker role for him than Scorpion King, if you think about it, Black Adam is the total opposite of Shazam, and he will kill by any means necessary. Mm -hmm. And I'm really curious to see how The Rock is going to going to play that, because uh, he is he's yeah he was a, he's a good guy from the WWE. His persona is like yeah attitude, but it's not to the point of psycho crazy. I'm gonna kill somebody. Yeah. And Black Adam, we've seen, we've read in the comics where Black Adam has gone crazy. And so it's going to be interesting to see how he does his his take and his aspect on that. I love the old trailer, the older trailer. I say that because I know before the movie comes out for real, we'll get a new trailer. But where he says, uh, the way of Black Adam is simple. It's truth, justice, and uh, the Black Adam way. Yeah, it's kind of a very interesting playoff on the old school Superman thing of truth, justice in the American way. And then they had to rock cut a promo at Fandom basically said all of the DC heroes are going to be put on notice that Black Adam is coming for them. Yep. All. And it's like, scary part is, kind of believe he could. So one of the things that's really interesting too, when you look at the, the way these stories go and different things like that, um, talk about reboots for a minute, cause I feel like it's kind of pertinent to the current environment as well. Um, like I like watched the Voltron reboot. That was mm -hmm. on Netflix that was done by DreamWorks. I loved it. They added different nuances. They even paid homage to the original series, but they didn't do it in such a way where it made the old series out to be the bad guy. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They, they, they added a couple of characters that were never there. They did a lot with the backstory of, uh, for example, Lotor. They did backstory for the Lions before the current Voltron Lions mm-hmm. got them. Uh, mm-hmm. Different things like that. They even talked. To, they even showed kind of the struggles of the pilots and how sometimes the pilots didn't believe they should be able to do what they were doing. It was great. Mm. When you get to a property like say Shira, however, they started talking about stuff about you know oh we're you know we're trying to liberate we're trying to do this because girls need heroes and it's like you do understand that the reason why we got the original Shira was. Because forty percent of the people buying the He-Man toys were girls, right? Mm. So they literally created it because they were like, "So we got Tila, we got Man at Arms. I mean, not Man at Arms. We got Tila, we got the uh, the uh, Sorceress, and we had Evil Lynn. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to come up with ways to do something different mm-hmm. for these young girls who were wanting to buy this product." And so then when they did their reboot or whatever, they were just like, you know, I need you, I need you to understand the history of what you're saying. Cause when you're coming out and you're saying, well, the girls need a hero for themselves. I'm like, the girls had a hero. The original Shira was was that for them too. Mm-hmm. Like, but they they kept bringing it up as though it's just like, no, 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 no. It was, that wasn't about them. Like, yeah, it was. Like it really was. Like it, <laughs> Yeah. And of course, and, with the, yeah, of course, with the new Masters of the Universe revelations, we're getting a lot of the same stuff. The, uh, you know, oh, y'all are just misremembering the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Teela was in every episode. I said, you know who else was in every episode? Adam. And he's not in it. You know who wasn't in every episode in this version of the series? Adam, because you killed him in the first episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that is the problem with a lot of the things that even in movie culture and in toy culture today is they're trying to revamp the past and make it better you know they're running out of ideas and um justice you know the not not the snyder cut justice league is a perfect example of that where you know they hired uh, you know um you know, Josh Whedon to, you know, p- plug in, uh, to plug in Snyder stuff and it just flopped, you yeah. know, um, the problem is, is like when you take people that are, that were kids during that time frame and totally jack it up, you got problems and they're going to be the ones spending the money, not the kids. Yeah. You know, they're the parents of the kids that it's going to be, Oh yeah, that'll be cool. Let's take them to see that that was complete garbage like why are you why are you doing that so i think a lot of them are like well you know we are we are uh we are trying to reach the you know the children and 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 advertise the children yeah but who's gonna buy that for the children the parents the parents and so if the parents so if you have totally devastated and take something that they're that they're that they're accustomed to or that they love like he-man like i loved he-man and um and i have not watched the series and i to your guidance and stuff i will not watch the series and i will not support it but you know oh you should totally hate watch it till we can talk about it (laughs) (laughs) i mean mean, fair but you know uh i'm just not i'm not gonna do it 
and uh, I don't want my childhood ruined. I want to remember my childhood where, where I, uh, where I watched it, you know, as a kid and Saturday mornings or Friday mornings or whenever it came on, you know, I don't remember it been that long ago that I would sit down and watch it, you know, with my brother. And I, I don't want that ruined. So, you know, when you do that and totally lose interest in that, that's what's, that's what's happening. And that's what happened, I think, with DC's Justice League first cut was a lot of the hardcore older fans saw that and they're like, what is this garbage? Like, uh, first of all, you're not, you're not selling me that Ben Affleck's going to be Batman. Uh, <laughs> you're not selling me on that. Okay, this Wonder Woman gal, absolutely. She, she did well as Wonder Woman. You know, we saw the... We saw the first. We saw the first Wonder Woman movie. Okay, she's she's solid. Okay, what about this guy that's playing the Flash? Can we really depend on him to play the Flash? All right, he's doing well. Um, Superman, you know, uh, you know. So when you get that at those aspects, and people are like, "Oh, I'm casting this character," but on the flip side of that, everybody remembers when when Heath Ledger was casted as the Joker. Everybody laughed. And said, "This guy a joke to play this role," and then he totally knocked our socks off. And now he's set the bar for all these people that are playing the Joker, you know. And and um, people like people said the new Joker that was in Suicide Squad. Nobody likes that Joker. Oh, you, you mean know, you and, like Jared Leto's Joker? No, nobody <laughs> likes Jared Leto's Joker. Nobody. Um, but you know he set that bar, you know, and and I'm and it's a darn shame he died when he, you know, young. But he really set the bar for that. Like when he came in with that opening scene and just said, "I want to show you a magic trick and slam that guy, see you disappeared." Ah ha ha! Uh, everybody's just like, I mean, you could hear that that theater go dead silent. Yeah. Yeah, because I was there when it opened, like when the first showing happened. I was there. And it was a long line. So anyway, not to digress from that, but you know, we always have to be careful when we're casting. You know, um, oh, I always forget her name. You know, with the Wonder Woman character, uh, Gal Gadot. Yeah, you know, and and so uh, you know, when you when you say that, she she was a perfect fit, perfect fit. You know, when you saw her in Superman versus Batman, perfect fit. She saved you know, that movie, in my opinion. Like, yeah, like her being yeah. really kind of... Because, I mean, I'm sorry. Batman v Superman just... It felt like they had a whole bunch of ideas that just should have been done over a series of movies instead of one movie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and the, 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 the aspect of that is, it's like, you know, I know we're derailing from what we were, were going to talk about, but, like, I was really, you know really leery about who they casted as the flash i never heard him never really watched any of his stuff that he had that he had starred in but uh they really put like an impulsive thing on him like he's smart he 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 doesn't know and i'm like but i don't know if that's really that's kind of wally an aspect that doesn't feel like barry that, that doesn't feel like barry no sorry that doesn't feel like barry that feels like wally you know, uh, when he's like unsure of himself, he doesn't know what to do. That more feels like Wally than it feels like Barry. 
you know, Barry, Barry was kind of certain in what he needed to do. And uh, uh, Wally was kind of unsure. And just, I think of Wayne's world, I'm not worthy to, you know, carry the mantle of the flash, you know, and he was kind of catapulted in it because after Barry disappeared, it was kind of like, and he died. It was kind of like, uh, so now I got to pick this up. Right. You know, I'm not done learning, you know, but I got to, but now I've got a steamboat ahead of with this, with this project, you know, of being, being the flash. And so he was kind of catapulted into that, into that role. And if you look at when, when Bart took up the mantle as the flash, you see that happen too. You know, Wally kind of rewrote the, the, the timeline and the, the history for him and, and uh, nobody knew where Wally went. And then, so, so Bart took it up, you know, Bart took it up. All of a sudden Bart was grown and he took up the, the mantle of the flash. And that was kind of hard for me to grasp. I was like, okay, he was a teenager. Now he's a man. Wait, hold on. Let me, let's back this up, you know? And so when they kind of went out with that idea, I kind of stopped reading it. I mean, I took a couple issues and read, you know, you know, Bart's run, but then I quit. And then it just kind of, I kind of lost track, you know, of those things, you know, I got married and, you know, and then, and, you know, just couldn't buy comics like I used to, you yeah. know, you know, you grew up, but now, you know, kind of in a position where I'm trying to collect the things that I, that I loved and, and who is, uh, who, who it is. I still keep up with the history and what's going on with the flash, but just not lately. I have right the time. You know, it, it's harder. It's on. harder and harder to be that single issue guy. Yeah, really yeah. I mean, you start looking at the cost of comics. I mean, there was a time where I mean, comics were less than a dollar a pop. Yeah, and now you're looking at comics that are almost six dollars a piece. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I mean, you look at this. This was one's written in 2011. When oh, it's direct to sale, it doesn't even have a price on it. Oh, three ninety nine. That's probably three ninety nine cover. I mean, it's three ninety nine cover, but still, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, things just gone up, and then when you know, then they caught that whole, oh, we might be switching to digital, and that man, that just twisted everybody up. I mean, like, what? You mean I can't hold it? I got to read it on a computer? You know, yeah. to, to read my. We don't do enough on computer screens, apparently. Yeah, yeah, we're already doing enough on computer screens. We don't you know Facebook, Instagram, and you know Snapchat yeah. and FaceTime and all yeah. the other stuff? No, we don't do enough on digital screens. And and it really it really is a, a digital screen error, you know. But uh, when you think about that, it's just I want a book that I can hold in my hand. Because, like, so example, for example, this X Men thirty eight, you know that I that I got, that's history. Yep, it's history. And the comic book that I got from the forties, that's history. Each comic that we have probably tells a story, you know, from the aspect that it has. How did they keep it in such good shape? Like the all star, the, the all flash 13 that I got is the 6.5. That's very good for an 80 year old comic. Yeah. Um, so in this he- history, it's like, you know, was it red? Was it, you know, these things? And so, like, I feel like comic books will always be a part of our culture. 
you know, in that aspect of superheroes and wanting to be superheroes. And as long as we're passing those on to our kids, you know, and our kids wanting to be superheroes, it's a, it's, it's going to, it's gonna, it's gonna evolve. And, you know, people, they're gonna, that tradition will be carried on. Yeah. You know? So anyway, The flash is the flash has just always been good to me. Like, and I've got a flash mantle. I had a, I have a, I have a flash uh, watch. I have a flash everything. You know, it's, <laughs> it's just uh, uh, flash cups, flash whatever. You know, when I get my basement done, it's going to, it's going to be there. That's what's going to. You know, we're going to have a flash. You know, uh, not shrine. I don't want to call it a shrine. You know, but I'm gonna have a flash uh, monument. Just gonna, call it, just gonna call it the lab. Yeah, the lab and or the or the or the flash cave. How's that? Instead of man cave, flash cave. You know, uh, because I don't want to call it a shrine because I don't worship it. Right. You know, there's only there's only there's only one God I worship, and that's the true living God. You know, that's so, not Barry Allen. Yeah, it's not Barry Allen. So you know, uh, but anyway, and when you start. You know, I want to go back to, you know, start messing with people's characters. When you start messing with people's characters, and that's kind of, I lost the interest in that when they were like, well, now this is so-and-so and this is going to happen and this is what it is. And people don't like that. Uh, I'm trying to think of one book in particular that people just didn't like. And they're just like, no, this is garbage. We're not, you shouldn't. You shouldn't be messing with this with with this character you know um it's it's fine it's fine you know what i'm saying it's fine to tweak it because hawkman's hawkman's origins been tweaked yeah several times you yeah. know and it's not a bad thing but um like especially uh, who came up with the reincarnation or was that always a part of his reincarnation was kind of always a part of his story uh not as much so much hot girls for a while because okay. they weren't linked until like probably the 70s or 80s when you ended up they ended up linking the two together that they were constantly meant to be together but mm -hmm. several eras of time death and rebirth okay you know, and I was just curious about that because I know that um, um, sometimes they had to come up with a different origin, you know, but, you know, and that's something also with the DC having so many Earths. It was just so crazy. I mean, you know, back in the back in the early days, oh, here's Earth 2, here's the crime syndicate, which, which was good, um, but it was like, it got so confusing and that's why they did crisis on infinite earth it was like we got all these things who's the true blue beetle who's the true flash who's the who's the true thing you know we, we're gonna have to simplify this yeah you know sometimes marvel does that to themselves and sometimes dc does that to themselves where they're mm -hmm. like okay we got to simplify this um the basics what's the basics of a comic book yeah Sometimes we want to we want to try to be relevant to the culture, but if we stick with the basis, there's a good guy, there's a bad guy, and what's going to happen in the end? Good guy fights to figure out a way to overcome. Yeah, that. yeah, to overcome the bad guy, you know. So, um, and, and but if you can put a twist on that and it really works, awesome. But if it doesn't and it flops, 
then you got to come up with something better. Go back to the drawing board. Yeah, go back to the drawing board. Okay, good guy, bad guy. All right. All right, what's this going to do? Okay, we're going to kill. Something that I really uh, kind of annoys me is when they kill people. Like, and then they're like, oh, wait, no, they're not dead. Dun, dun, dun. Ooh, what a twist. And I'm like, what the heck? She just left him dead. You know, leave him dead. Leave him dead for a little while. Oh, no, 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 no. We can't do that. Um, Who was it? Jason Cobb. Jason Cobb. Yeah. I mean, mean, like, the fans voted to kill him and how to kill him. I mean, like, you you hit one or two. They didn't just just vote. They just vote, man. They paid a dollar for them votes. Yeah. I mean, like, do you want to blow him up, or do you does Joker want to beat the tar out of him? You know, until until he, you know, how 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 do you want Jason Todd to die? And it kind of reminds me of that little girl from the taco commercial. Why not both? Yeah, why not both? You know, Joker beat the crap out of him and then blow him up. Blow him up. Yeah, you know, it's just kind of like I have that issue, you know, where he dies and and gets blown up, but it's like, um, and then. They did that really good story. That's for the family, man. Beautiful yeah. stuff. You know, and they did that really good story. You know, but apparently Jason Todd was a real jerk and nobody cared what happened to him. You know, nobody they went cared. To the Red Hood thing. They were like, oh, yeah. we'll use Rachel Cool's uh, deals to bring him back, but make him crazier. Yeah, 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 and then oh, maybe this is maybe this is pretty cool. You know, we do need to we do need to check this out. You know, they did redo that and did a very well, very good job at it. Um, uh, Jeff Loeb wrote that, correct? With you know, most oh, yeah. of the art was done by Jim Lee, and um, it's just really good. Doing the Hush storyline. Do you ever wonder, like, how the great writers? Like Jeff Jeff Johns ended on a high note. Like Jeff Lowe was doing really well, and then at one point when he started writing for Marvel, some of his stuff just wasn't good. Well, part uh, of that know. though had to do with the fact he was still dealing with the loss of his son. Yeah, because yeah. he lost his son while he was writing for DC. That's why one of the coolest issues of the Batman Superman run that they did, his last book on that run was a Connor and a Tim book, Tim story. Mm. And at the end of it, he dedicated it to his son because those were his son's two favorite characters was Connor. Well, well, let's, oh, I'm trying to, now I had the writer up a point and then it kind of, oh, Chris, Chris Claremont. Yeah. Did really good for a while and then you went on hiatus it's like you know so you you, you gotta wonder you know when you start you're producing great stuff and then the next thing you know you kind of feels like you have a writer's block you know um i don't feel like jeff's ever done that with any book that he's had together you know and i've read several books by him you know several comic books that he's written by him and it just doesn't seem that way but also he takes breaks yeah. At time, you you know, you sometimes you're writing, writing, writing. You gotta take a break. You know, you can't always produce the hits. Yeah. You know, you know. Go ahead. I think that's one of the reasons why with Todd McFarlane, for example, he had to stop drawing Spawn. He said it got to the point where it was like, I'm trying to write this book and I'm trying to do art for it. 
I've got a lot of these great artists. I can have them do the artwork. I can just focus mm -hmm. on writing it. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. because otherwise mm -hmm. I'm gonna burn out and we're not gonna finish the story that mm -hmm. I wanna tell or the stories. Yeah. yeah. Now he's got his own spawn universe out there, you yeah. know. Exactly. And that and that spawn universe is gonna be uh is gonna be hard to deal with. Um I mean the gun the gunslinger one has just totally shot up in price. And those lower issue spawns, as we were talking about earlier, what Miss Jen said is this the one hundred to one fifties. Yeah, it's crazy. And like, and certain key issues like of the Flash are really high, and some are really low. Like, uh, and it's just, it's well, it's crazy what this COVID thing has done to our, our comic book industry. Yeah. Um. Um. For a lot of people, for, for the comic book shops, you know, we've got the comic book shopping network. It's been really good because we're able to get stuff that we got as a kid. And I think that's really what, how I got started back on it was just trying to collect that stuff that I lost. Yeah. You know, thank goodness I didn't lose my Uncutting X in 266. It was in a box somewhere. You know, <laughs> thank goodness, you know, but, uh, you know, and then getting another copy, you know, and they're both being graded, you know, that that's that's an important thing, you know, to me is from a childhood is the X-Men because it brings back my childhood. And the Flash just is an icing on the cake with that because uh, it's, it's so relatable. And my first story to read the Flash in was Identity Crisis. And then it just kind of built and then and then my, you know, Robert, who I worked with at the time, was like, "Hey, why don't you read Jeff Johns's runs on the Flash?" And I just couldn't stop. Then he did a, he did the rebirth stuff, right? Yeah, he did the rebirth stuff, okay. and it was just it was just so good. It was just so good. And um, then Flashpoint came out, and so I stuck with that. And now I'm on the hunt for those issues if I can get them. You know, the the Batman Darth. Uh, Dark Vengeance is going for quite a bit of money right now, but um, it's it's pretty twisted, you know, with the with that aspect of of what a life would be without the Flash. Yeah, and because really, honestly, how has your? I mean, ever since I was born, there's been a Flash, and so to take that reality of like Flashpoint, what would a life be without Flash? Yeah, just a really good story. And if uh, Justice League, the cartoon, animated cartoon, taught us anything, the heart truly, the the Flash is truly the heartbeat of the Justice League. Yeah, yeah, and so, yeah, and I agree with that. So, so I want to first of all say thank you for coming on. We are going to get together again because I really want to talk about uh, you being a chaplain and different things like that. I really want to talk about uh, faith in the midst of hard times with you. Mm -hmm. I really like to yeah. let you kind of share about that and then uh, really talk about what it means to go through tough times and how faith really can help people deal with those things. Because I know you've been through some stuff where sure. most people would have gone nuts and lost their minds. Sure. But your faith, yeah. I think faith for you played a big part in how you not only survived, but thrived in those yeah. situations. Yeah. So, but I do want to end off on this. You mentioned X-Men, you mentioned Flash. Here's a simple question. 
and I know what probably know what your answer is going to be. Quicksilver and Flash in a race. Who wins? Flash. <laughs> I mean, Flash. He can tap into the Speed Force. Can Quicksilver tap into the Speed Force? We don't know that because if they because tr- if Marvel even tried to fringe on that, DC would sue them. Right. Bad. Just like, just like the whole Captain Marvel situation, you know. Yeah. So you Captain know, Marvel you know, and yeah. Shazam. And then it's like, no, you. Now we have to call him Shazam because we lost that battle. You know, it's just kind of like. So, yeah, Flash, definitely Flash. Okay, and uh, we'll end it with that. Jason, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate talking to you as always, bro. Uh, you truly are a friend, and I thank God for you being in my life. Yeah, man. I think I thank God for you every day too. You know, we, we talk to each other all the time. You know, we 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 live several states away, but we still talk to each other every night, pretty much, huh? Or you know, now that you're working evenings, we talk during the day. Every right day. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So 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 well listen, man. Uh be blessed. Go continue to do what you're doing. I know you're working on the barbecue and cooking yeah. the food and all that. Your lovely wife is home. So you're mm-hmm. you're taking care of hers. I want y'all to be able to spend time together. So uh the other Miss Jen. <laughs> yeah. But we usually yeah. talk about Miss Jen King, but we don't talk my, about my Jen. His Not Jen King. Yeah. Right. But right. my Jen. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And we'd love to talk to her sometime because, I mean, it's, it's a whole thing with her. I mean, I'd love to talk to her about faith during the midst of a pandemic, working as a, as a, as a PA. Sure. Because you know, that would be interesting to kind of see her perspective on the pandemic from more of a medical. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have, you have people that don't want to get the vaccine. You have people that believe in the vaccine, you know, and they're really strong about that. So yeah, that would be a good good take on to get gins so. i um uh, i i i saw this and i'll wrap it with this uh pastor taylor who's my pastor said something one day a while back he said you know it's funny in a world where people are saying they don't want to take the vaccine but that because they don't know what's in it yet they eat chicken nuggets hot dogs and all those sorts of foods that you don't know what's in them but they'll sit there and eat that and they, they yeah. don't have a problem yeah yeah, I have a coworker that knows what's in chicken nuggets because she, you know, works a part-time job at Wendy's, and every time she tries to say it, I walk away. <laughs> I like chicken nuggets sometimes. Everyone, you know, yeah, it's yeah. like don't tell me how the sausage is made, okay? Yeah. <laughs> tell me how the sausage is made. It's a bad situation across the board, and I gotta deal with that process now. Exactly. So. Exactly. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you've just been filled in with another episode of Conversations about Dot, Dot, Dot. This is Will. We filled in the blank today talking to Jason Soria about Flash, comic books, and all sorts of things and his love for comics. Mm-hmm. And um, above all else, guys, do me a favor. Be blessed. Be a blessing to somebody, guys. Take care.